I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me, Vikas Srivastava, Chief Revenue Officer at Integral. We're talking about foreign exchange. What's been the impact that you've seen on the FX markets as a result of the pandemic? Robin, thank you. Pandemic, as for everyone else, has been you know, a tremendous strain on the way things were done. In that, uh, there were a number of ways in which our markets were affected. You know, first of all, nobody was ready for a kind of disruption that we saw during the pandemic when, you know, suddenly one day people were told that you got all work from home, especially in these markets where a lot of work happened on trading floors, so people sitting together, you know, having to listen to each other and work off the information, it was really very difficult for people to suddenly be told to go home and be able to do the business of market making, trading, serving their customers, you know, risk management, you know, all of that. And every aspect of this market, whether you are looking at the buy side of this market, uh, the asset managers, hedge funds, corporates, or you're talking about the sell side, you know, the banks and brokers who are serving these customers, or the technology providers. We were all affected by the pandemic. But if you look at it from a broader perspective, in the end, what we saw was the organizations that had access to the type of technology that allowed them to do their work from anywhere did much better than those who weren't ready and those who depended on on-premise technology or on-premise software. But other than that, I think what we saw was that the pandemic in the end simply accelerated a number of trends that already existed, such as the shift from voice to electronic trading, such as using technology to automate their workflows. Those trends, right, plus the pressure on all the businesses to do everything faster. And finally, the cost pressures in all the businesses, all those trends have, as we said, accelerated and will continue. But in terms of the experience of uh, having the type of technology that made it much easier to have a almost seamless shift from you know, working in the office to working at home during the pandemic had to do with simply on-premise versus cloud technology. And what we believe is that, in fact, the results of the survey that we conducted recently uh, supported the hypothesis that the experience people had of using cloud-based technology and how easy it made it for them to continue to do their business you know, without a disruption, and in fact, winning against those competitors who weren't ready and who, were, who did not have access to this type of technology, you know, means that there is a much more focus and a much more interest in exploring uh, what the possibilities are, and in fact, planning to make the shift to the cloud technology. Cloud with everything seems to be the answer to a lot of problems that I've been discussing with people in financial services. But there are some specifics within the Forex trading world. I'm thinking in particular of the MDPs, the the multi-dealer platforms. 
How's that actually going to work in practice? So a couple of aspects to that. Uh, the multi-dealer platforms came into being close to 20 years ago, in fact, driven by the long-term drive towards both automation of workflows as well as best execution. What has happened you know, over the years is that everything has evolved and more and more of the buy side have access to multi-dealer platforms. And the way they, the services that they expect from those have changed. And in fact, as those platforms have evolved, so have the needs of the sell side to be able to serve their customers on those channels. So what that means, uh, Robin, is that you know any sell side bank to be able to sort of stand in front of the customers and say, yes, I'm serving you well on those means you need to have access to the proper technology. And you need to have the access to, uh, you know, so, so t- uh, type of workflow automation on their side, so they can very quickly respond to a, a customer coming over those channels and be able to compete on them. There has been a change, though, hasn't there, in in the absolute number of people who are saying that they either use or will use or intend to use MDPs. It's a much more popular solution now than it was previously is that is that something that was engendered by the pandemic or was it a trend that was was happening anyway i think it's a trend that was happening anyways and some of that i think is driven by the regulatory pressures to achieve as well as prove best execution to their stakeholders so that is a trend that just has been there I think what has changed is the ability of more and more sell-side participants to be able to service their customers on MDPs. So it's not only the demand side of the equation that has been just building up, and I think uh, uh, regulatory pressures have increased that or accelerated that, but it's also the supply side. More and more uh, sell side participants by having access to the technology that was limited previously to only the very top uh, uh, banks are able to serve their clients on those channels. So, so, so having both sides come together and having the technology providers who serve those sell side banks, uh, in fact, enable that supply side ability. I would say those two things coming together is why you see uh, sort of a jump in uh, you know overall usage of MDPs. Well, MDPs, of course, aren't the only game in town. There are APIs being used as well and, and being used increasingly. What's behind that? So in very simple words, right? API, to me, is simply a computer talking to a computer, right? So as opposed to a bank or a broker offering their service to their customer via a screen where their customer will go in and look at the prices, put in their orders, do their trading, look at what they've done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and have that manual interface via a screen. API is simply the systems on the side of a user in consuming those services digitally. So the question is why, why, you know, why now? Why has it increased? Why is it suddenly so popular? And I would say, you know, really one word, fintech, right? I mean, 
you know, many a times we see that the B2C market, right? What happens, a lot of innovations that are happening in the consumer side and consumers getting used to those services in their private lives, you know, those innovations then come into more B2B space. You know, you see that with the digital banking, you see, I mean, how many of us uh, have actually visited our bank in person for a private business? As we see those fintechs offering consumers more and more services that are offered digitally, where it allows, you know, then businesses to be able to embed other services into their businesses, right? That's where API comes in, right? So the question is, you know, if you're talking about foreign exchange, you know, what is API doing here? Well, you know, there are three reasons, right? People would want an FX service, generally speaking. One would be for somebody to know, you know, what is the price of a currency in terms of another currency, right? What's the rate? And you might want that rate just because you want to convert the price of something in one currency into your own home currency or something like that, right? So just to know where it is, uh, where, where you know, pound is against dollar or euro is against dollar, for example. The second one is uh, to enable cross-border business for, you know, anyone who is buying or selling services or products across the border and currency exchange would come as a result of something else. And the third is actual foreign exchange trading that is done either because somebody is trying to hedge an exposure or somebody is trying to take a speculative position. So any of those things, a service that is offering all of those can embed an FX service via an API into it. And it, in fact, is one of those things that has helped innovation just blossom into this whole arena. And I think that's primarily the reason why we see a lot and a lot of those API uh, interest. To summarize that, you know, what API does is it allows a financial institution to offer out their services under their brand digitally into somebody else's system. What are the considerations if I'm sitting here as a financial institution and I'm thinking either I want to get into this market or I am in this market and I need to upgrade my trading solution, my technology, what are the key considerations that I need to cover? I think the first consideration is what functionalities do you need to be able to serve your customers better? I think that has to be the first one where you say where what it is my customers want and where am I lacking. Difference is the functionality you must acquire. The second question is, what is the time to market? As in everything else, no one has the patience anymore. Everybody wants everything right now, yesterday. And therefore, time to market is key. Nobody has time to engage into a three-year-long project with dozens and dozens of uh, people because by the time you finish the project, the market has moved on and your client, your customers now belongs to your competitor. That's the second thing. How fast can you, in fact, close that gap? The third important consideration is the cost. Nobody has the free money to spend as they want to. So I would say between those three, you end up 
looking at what your options are and choose the right technology partner that allows you to hit at least those three top three considerations. Vikas Srivastava, Chief Revenue Officer at Integral, thank you very much.